another week and another guest on the Granny Panty Podcast, where I like to feature mature creators in the adult industry. I'm your host, Ruby Lynn, and I met today's guest in October of 2021 at a couple of industry events, and watching her just explode over this last year has just been eye-opening and mind-boggling. I'm excited to chat with her, especially since she was recently sued by Christian Dior for her stage name. So help me welcome. Hello, Gigi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Dior. (laughs) I am so excited to chat with you because I've watched you over the last year and man, award nominations. I mean, you're just blowing up the uh, pro porn big screen and I can't wait to hear how that all came about. Thanks. Yeah, it's been it's been a ride. It's been a ride. I kind of came in just expecting to cam and make a little extra money and it's kind of taken on a life of its own and I am thrilled and excited and <clears throat> curious of like where we're going to go next. So it's definitely been it's been a ride. It's been awesome so far. I can imagine um, when I met you, I think I first met you at the Why Not Community in October mm-hmm. of 21. And at that yes. point, you were a cam model on Chatterbait. So tell me or tell us, how did you get that transition into pro scenes? I think it was by way of OnlyFans. You know, I think you're already shooting this content and um, you have agents reaching out and you have companies reaching out. And I was growing on Chatterbait um, steadily, but it wasn't, I, I, I guess I got the bug and it, it the, yeah. the business plan just kept evolving and I wanted, I wanted to be more like I wanted mm-hmm. to, I went to, uh, while I was at the Why Not, um, I presented awards at the XRCOs um, that same yeah. week. And I really caught the porn bug, for lack of another word, there. Because I saw these girls and the camming community and the porn world, as much as everybody kind of blocks them all together and puts them in the same category, they're very separate and they're very separate worlds. And they're two entities that people cross, but like there's the porn world and then there's the camming world. And... So you can be successful in both, but, um, and I, 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 and that's where I saw that doing both and introducing yourselves to both communities really helps your career blossom in both categories. So camming helped my exposure into the porn world and helped my experience and helped my, um, my ability to perform in front of a camera. And then being in the porn world grew my name and grew my exposure to where I had more people coming into my cam room to see me on a more regular basis. So I kind of think it all, for me, I know it doesn't work for everybody, for but for me, it just kind of was lo- a logical move and it kind of just all fit together. That is, are you still doing cam? I am. Yep. You are. Okay. So you're still on Chatterbait, correct? I'm still on Chatterbait. I have been Chatterbait exclusive since day one. They've been really good to me. I'm really like, they're a strong platform. I've grown and we're at like 50,000. I took some time off of camming, but I'm still growing at a, a very steady pace there. And I have now, when they come in, they now have places to go to see more of my content. 
And I have people that see my content, have some place to come and speak to me. So it's kind of like, I feel it's a very, it's a very good situation. Yeah, that is, it is a good way to build. And I feel like a lot of pro actresses and actors did start with cam. So I want to rewind a minute. So prior to Cami on Chatterbait, did you start that in 2021? Yes. Okay. Did you have prior modeling or any adult work prior to that? Very little adult work for the, in the terms that I think we're speaking of today. But um, for about 20 years, I modeled professionally in New York. I was in infomercials. I walked runways. um, I did um, the Bloodhound Gang music video. I was on soap operas like One Life to Live, uh, Rescue Me. Um, I was in magazines and, you know, there's, there's a lot of like backstory there. So I had a ton of professional um, camera experience and speaking in front of the camera and moving. Like, I remember my first photo shoot, someone was like, you definitely have done this before. Like, you're not, you're not new at this. And I think it's just kind of like riding a bike. Like if you've, if you, if you're comfortable in front of the camera, which is strange because in a day-to-day basis, I, I don't like having my photo taken. So it's a very, it, I don't, I'm like, when I, when I'm like in my, yeah, when I'm in my private life, I'm like, no, I don't want to be in the photos. But like in this, it's, it's a whole different, it's a whole different sphere. But so yes, I had experience. And I think that when I was looking into this, it kind of brought it full circle. I loved that part of my life. I felt the most like myself and the most where I belonged when I was modeling. I had, you know, a medical issue come up in between then and and when I started camming. And I had been told that because of this mainstream modeling for, you know, the the runway world and commercial world was going to be a lot more difficult unless I had some extensive um, surgeries and things like that. And I have to say, because of that, I have never been judged in this world. Um, nobody's ever said anything to me anyway. I, there might be stuff out there. And if they do, they, it's just coming from a place of na- naive and, and, you right. know, and lack of knowledge. But I own, I own it and I know that it's a part of me and it is what it is. So uh, when coming into camming, first very shy of it, but now, you know, it's some of the favorite. I've, I've learned in this business that some of the things that are your biggest uh, self-conscious, like that make you the most self-conscious and the things that you're most insecure about are the things that people in your audience and your fans love most about you. They love it. They love mm-hmm. it. Uh, how many years or what was the time frame between the time that you stopped like runway modeling and, or, you know, the more mainstream television to when you started camming? Was that um, a product of COVID? Um, it was post-COVID. It was sh- shortly of that I had home situations that were made a bit because of COVID that were making it very difficult to make money. Um, I was home and I was I was locked at home and the current position that I was working was very restricted and I was looking into ways to be able to still be home and be present, but be able to bring in money that was a steady income and was a decent income. Um, being a single mom at the time was, it was, I had to be able to juggle both worlds. So um, I, I kind of started Googling ways to work at home. I came across Ainsley Divine. Like we're super great friends now. And it, it's actually surreal to be friends with somebody who 
you're in this business partially because of. And that's one of the things that has probably been the most surreal thing in this business. And for me so far has been the people that I've looked up to and the people that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I want to aspire to be just like that person or follow in similar footsteps. They're now people that I have in my phone and I talk to on a regular basis. And it's just a surreal world. So there was about, I'd say a little over 10 years in between the stop. And then I had a failed marriage. I had, you know, a lot of personal life life happens. Yeah. I had a lot of personal experience experiences and, and difficulties that I had to work myself through and get through. And this has, because this has awakened a, uh, my sexual awakening. This has allowed me to explore a side of myself that I had always been ashamed of. And I had always kept um, as a housewife, you know, like we, you're, you're not supposed to have desires. You're not supposed to have needs, you know, you're supposed to, you know, follow that whole like 1950s handbook, right? Like, and this whole world has allowed me to explore things that I would have never experienced otherwise. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you start camming, get, you got into that. You were very successful right off the bat, of course. Very fast. Yes, very fast. It was. Camera, you're gorgeous. You're friends. (laughs) I am sure that they were really drawn. And then, so did you transition then to OnlyFans before you started yes. doing more posts? Yes. Um, so I went uh, Chatterbait to OnlyFans. And um, my OnlyFans was actually a very disappointing experience for me. I don't know if it was just my experience or if I um, wasn't doing something correctly. I don't know. So I it left a lot to my imagination. I didn't know if it was because I was not a well enough, a large enough name or people didn't know. So I, that's kind of where my thought process was. Let me do the porn world and, you know, get my name out there and get some more exposure. You know, uh, when people c- would come to me, they'd be like, we want to see your content. Instead of just sending them to OnlyFans, if they could go to Pornhub for you know, some other videos or another website for some other videos. It was, it was a good, I guess, circle of events for you. Yeah. Do you still have OnlyFans or did you just give up? Currently it's down. I'm revamping it. So I have a new, like I have a tentative launch date side by side with with another um, project that I'm launching. I'm rebuilding it. And I think that's that I'm really excited about the new one coming out. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a whole different experience. I hope anyway. You are right, though. I mean, OnlyFans is a lot of work. I mean, that is is the one thing I put the most work in, social media and OnlyFans. And I do agree you're most successful if you have like a huge cam following or a social media or a combo Mm -hmm. of both. Because you're right. I have seen seen girls get into it and be kind of disappointed. But I also think it's also knowing how to run it. For me personally, um, I had an OnlyFans that I... gosh, started in early 2021 and it just didn't do anything. And finally, mm-hmm. uh, fall of 2021, I hired a social media and OnlyFans coach. And then that's what it really exploded it. exploded it. But you're, you're right. When you just starting it, I know for me, I was just fumbling around. I didn't really know, have any idea what I was doing. <laughs> Everything I was learning, I was learning from YouTube. And I felt like some days that between I was spread so thin between social media 
camming, which was my actual income earner. But then I was torn between having content shot for my OnlyFans, Mm -hmm. which was supposed to be another income earner. And then I had Sex Panther and I had, you know, fans paying for WhatsApp and Snapchat. So I'm maintaining those. And then you have Twitter and just keeping your Twitter account right now is a full-time job. (laughs) It's overwhelming. It is. And it's, it, it's just, a, and, and I think that attests to getting a coach is mm-hmm. having that other opinion and having that yeah. second set of eyes and somebody to kind of say like, because we, I think sometimes I get blinders on and I'm like, oh, I, you know, all of these pictures are terrible, but instead right. of, you know, maybe picking one that you like that you can live with right. and at least it's it's I don't I don't know I, I don't at yep. least it's content at least it's something I was a perfectionist to a fault and I was not putting enough out there because I wasn't right. happy with what it was what it was outcoming so yep. I'd rather scratch it than put something out there that I wasn't proud of and so it, it was it was a constant juggle yeah no it is it is definitely mm-hmm. it's a lot of work it can it be rewarding, but it can under, also be frustrating. <laughs> it can be. And people uh, don't understand the amount of time and effort that go into, you know, like you put out a video and then I, I have this like handful of fans that the minute a new video is out, they're like, when's the next one, next one coming? I'm like, wow, <laughs> like take a deep breath. Like I'm very appreciative and grateful that you're so eager for my content, but like, here, like enjoy it. It kind of feels like a little kid, like enjoy this Lego set for five minutes while we like, you know, take, take it apart, replay with it. Like, (laughs) yeah, keep your hands busy for like five minutes and I'll be back. But uh, I am grateful for all of them because they keep their, you know, what keeps us here and what keeps us in business for lack of another term. You know, are, are we owe it all to them because without fans and without an audience, you know, we would just be, I would just be an over 40 mom <laughs> just talking to herself on a cam all day. So, <laughs> um, now I want to get into, I want to get into the Gigi Dior name. For, for one, how did you pick your stage name? And then if you're at liberty to talk about this lawsuit that came about in November, I believe it was, mm-hmm. I'd love to, to, you know, hear how you were notified of that and, and what's happening with that. Yeah, sure. So Gigi Dior had, it was a brainstorming, you know, there was a whole process that went into it. Um, I wanted a name that it actually started as Georgina Dior. So like a lot of times when I was signing things, I was actually signing the full, uh, the full name. And I I shortened it to Gigi and I, I heard it I was like, that's it. Like it's a, it's a mix of playfulness and elegance and classy and sexy. And it was everything that I was looking for in a name. So I went with it. Then uh, going to Why Nots where I met you, um, I sat through the seminars and I listened. Um, Being brand new in the business, I was, I was a sponge. I was trying to soak in. Sometimes it was so overwhelming that I had pages of notes and but I sat in on every seminar that I was that was humanly possible. And the one thing that I got out of those seminars was trademark your name. There was an attorney that came in and they spoke about trademarking your name because there was a lot of young performers that were coming in or new performers coming in 
that were blowing up and there were these people out there buying their stage names and websites and the domain names and the trademarking rights to all these names. And then once this person, a performer blows up, they're selling it back to them at this astronomical and then they're having to change their name and rebrand and that whole disaster. So immediately after Why Not, uh, I started the process of trademarking it. Um, in September of 2022, um, I got the the notification that it had been approved and we were ready to roll with it. The U.S. patent said, you're good to go. You know, it was a whole different uh, entity. I had to, it was not a short process. I started it, it, I, it, was, it took almost over a year to get the entire thing done and it was not cheap. It was a lot of um, having to prove performances and have to prove that I was who I was saying I was. So it was approved um, in September. And um, late October, early November, I got an email from uh, the company that I had used to trademark it. And it was from Christian Dior, um, followed by something in the mail that stated that they were ceasing it they were asking me to cease and desist using the trademark name because they said that it was tarnishing their brand and that it was um diluting the name and you know all of the other things right so so we started in and that's kind of where i i'm at right now we're currently going back and forth um i'm not giving up i am not going to roll over I have thousands of dollars into branding and banners and t-shirts and my own websites and all of the reasons I trademarked the name because I bought the websites and I bought the domain names and I bought, you know, the products for all of the social media. You know, my Instagram is almost 11,000 and I would have to start all over with all of that. So I'm not going down without a fight. They, if I if I do lose, then it's going to be after after a little bit of a fight because it's not fair that they can walk across the, this world and take take things that are not rightfully theirs. So I, I'm fighting for all of us that I, I am. I'm fighting for all of us that you know big companies like that just tend to bulldoze and that's true did you have to hire an attorney for that or are you fighting it on your own right now i'm finding it on my own i'm going at this by myself so wow yep oh that's gotta be stressful it's stressful not not knowing the outcome Yes, it is. And every time like my name is said and ever like I'm still building it and I'm still growing and every growth is is exciting, but it's a little stressful at the same time because in in hopes that I'll be able to keep it. So I've had so and and the fans and followers have been so amazing. They're trying so hard to come up with variations and different ways that I can kind of like keep the similarities with it and uh so I will keep everybody posted. Um, it's not going to be a short process by any means. Like this is not going to be over by the end of the month, by maybe not even by the summer. So it's definitely, it's going to be, it's going to be a process. Gosh, well, I hope you prevail in the end. I just don't, Thank yeah. You. It's hard to fathom that somebody can tell you, you can't use that name. Correct. Correct, right? Like it's it, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing that somebody can 
pick on little ones. <laughs> like, so I, I and how many, I, how many young women or kids out there or people named Mercedes? What if Mercedes went after? You can't Correct. name your kid our car brand. Okay. Oh, exactly. I mean, and the, and really the examples are endless. And I'm sure being in this business as I am, you could rattle off a dozen names right off the top of your head that are all in the exact same boat and have been since the beginning of this industry, right? Like we could probably go back to the 80s or even further and say that that this is not a new thing. <laughs> this is not something that is, I'm not breaking grounds here. I am not like the first person to ever have a luxury brand in the name. And and it means gold. So I'm not I'm not gonna break, be broken. <laughs> it's You're gonna just have to keep us updated. I I definitely will. I will keep you posted. I uh, I'm super. I'm I'm excited, eager, and apprehensive all at the same time. It's it's a it's a it's an emotional process. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, wishing you luck on that. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about turning 40. 40 oh. in the adult industry. <laughs> it is. How has it been as con- to be considered a mature creator now? Um, I kind of don't have any other experience besides it. So it's, okay. it's I guess, difficult for me to compare. I could compare when I was in my 20s modeling in the mainstream world to now. But I would say the hardest thing for me is realizing I'm not 20 and I can't compare myself to the girls that are 20 or 25 and don't have family commitments. They don't have, you know, they don't have the financial commitments of a family. They can hop on a plane to LA and spend a month there and somebody can water their plants and feed their fish, you know in Milwaukee and they're fine. So I think it's not so much the age as it is the commitments that are the biggest difference and the comparison between my body and a 20 year olds, you know, the, I think the hardest thing for me to get used to has been finding the things that I didn't realize were maybe, maybe showing signs of aging that I didn't realize. Like somebody said I had old knees and somebody said um, uh, at Washington, D.C. Uh, Exotica, someone said I had an old neck. And all of a sudden you're hyper vigilant of areas that you didn't realize were even an issue. And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to wear turtlenecks every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> so you have to take it with stride, realizing that trolls are out there everywhere. We have keyboard warriors. They're going to target you because um, maybe they know that they could never obtain that. Maybe they're jealous of it. Maybe maybe somebody that looked like me or looked like you jilted them in a prior lifetime. You know, there's so many reasons and so many uh, excuses out there. But overall... I I have nothing but great experiences. I've been treated super amazing. Even the 20-year-olds that are my friends in this industry treat me like they're equal. I try really hard not to mother them, but at the same time, it's hard. It's hard when you see them and you care about them. You're like, no, baby, like 
come this way. Don't do that. You have to let them make their own decisions. The one thing that has taken me by surprise more than anything is the massive lack of mental health support in this industry. The mental health is definitely something that needs to be um, looked into. Looks, they, It's lacking. Girls are struggling. Guys are struggling. And we're seeing it. Uh, you know, I've seen, even in the short time I've been in the industry, I've seen beautiful performers at any age come into this for the, whatever reason it may be. And they do it and now it's this downward spiral where you're seeing them try try this and try that and the next you know it they are gaunt and they're pale and they're a shell of the person you saw a year ago that that has been a, a very very eye opening to me and and shocking um i i don't think i was prepared for that part but i know that's not really the question you asked but that was kind of it's um, I think the maturity of where I'm at in life yes. has brought all of that to light. Right, right. And it can be super overwhelming. I mean, I get overwhelmed. I didn't come in this industry until yes. I was 53, but, and I just quit my corporate job in April to do this full time. But, you know, just trying to travel, go to events. Well, when I travel, I don't make money because I'm not in front of cam. I'm not as, you know, I'm just not hustling all the sites like I should be. And then you get back and it's like, where do you prioritize? And so, you know, I think for those of us who are older, who've raised kids, I mean, we've learned to kind of multitask and multi-manage, but I do think a lot of times performers who maybe haven't had to do that. I mean, I'm overwhelmed and I've done all that managing. So I can't even imagine, you know, trying to prioritize. So what do you think is the solution? I think there needs to be, um, a better health system. Like, I don't know if it would be like medical, but I, I definitely think that there should be better access to qualified therapists. I think there needs to be like a check-in. You know, we have agents and it's not their job, but maybe there needs to be like like a monthly check-in on some girls or someone starts a support group that, um, you know, that allows you know, us to come to a, a safe, you know, uh, even if it's via cam, a, a safe space, you don't have to have your cam on, you know, just sit there and um, talking about it is huge. I think that's, you know, that's the first part of healing is getting through it. I've realized things that have happened to me in my life through being in this industry. Um, I first realized it when I was starting to shoot porn and I would, I would leave the set and I would be asked, like, how was the scene? And I, I genuinely could not remember because I had so, I had disassociated so much during the entire scene that I did not have any recollection of, of the, of the process or of what I had shot. And then I'm watching it back and I'm like, I don't, I genuinely don't remember that. And it was, it, that alarmed me because I was like, like it was almost a trans. So we really started doing some self-work, listening to books and, you know, I found a therapist and I'm really working through things from my life and my childhood and my marriage and all of it that has kind of brought it through. And through my healing, I have, I've realized that there is that lack of help and the uh, attention to the, to the need for it. Yeah. And 
I think pineapple support does a good job of trying to fill that gap, but you know, you, they're only one entity and definitely, mm -hmm. you know, adding other organizations to the industry would be awesome. Agreed. Be I agree really with awesome. that wholeheartedly. Agree with that. Yes. Speaking of agencies, I read that you just signed. Uh, I think we share the same publicist, PR person. Yes, and we do. She's shout amazing. Shout out to Lainey. <laughs> hey, Lainey. But I saw that you just signed with, uh, is it 101 Modeling? I out did. Out of New York. Yes. Out of, Tell us about um, how no, that came of, about. Out of LA. Um, LA, sorry. LA, yep. They reached out to me after the new year and said uh, it was it was very rapid it was like hey like we love your look we're looking for you know your age category and your the, you know your look are you interested send me some photos I sent photos within five minutes they called and they they said let's set it up so that's I mean it was it's not a huge exciting story it's very fast it happened under 10 minutes <laughs> and <laughs> I was up on the website by the end of the day and we're going to LA so yeah it's I've shot in Florida. Um, I've shot in Arizona, um, but I've not done any performing yet in LA. So I'm super excited about the new adventure, the new, you know, undertaking and then really the new faces because yeah. the the Florida scene has really shrunk and it's it's such a tight knit community that even after just a handful of shoots, you really start to see familiar faces. So I'm excited for the for the challenge. Very cool. Well, it'll be yeah. exciting to see as you expand your resume and grow. I want an AVN, so we're, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> that's what and I'm I think you'll for. get there. You will definitely Thanks. get there for sure. Thank so you. what do you have for 2023? Any big projects you're working on? Anything big coming up that you want to tell your fans about? I'm definitely just stay tuned and stay patient. My OnlyFans is coming. I promise. Um, I'm really excited about uh, what it's going to project and how it's going to, going to come together. I have a very specific vision and I'm very excited to share that. Um, everybody's been so patient and so understanding with, um, you know, with some personal things that I've had, I had going on the last, uh, within the last year. Um, I am just so appreciative to everybody that's been patient and, but so OnlyFans is definitely coming. So stay tight with that. And I really just want to continue to shoot, stay consistent on camming because that's, that's my home. Um, I kind of feel like camming brings me back. It, it, it's, it's, it brings me back to center. It, it's, it's grounding. It is. They've known me, uh, you know, I, I have fans on my Chatterbait room that have been there since the first week I was on. Um, they know, <laughs> I mean, like um, I have this one fan that is a nurse and he knew health stuff when I was in the hospital at one point and, you know, he does check-ins and like they really become in a, in a way like just extended friends and they know it's amazing how vested they become in you and your career as well. I just want to, I want to perform and really do what I can for my fans because they've been just incredible, just incredibly supportive. They've come back with me after I took some time off. Um, they didn't miss a beat. 
I lose Twitter. They come right back. <laughs> and I bless them for that because I think I'm on my fifth Twitter, I think, this year. So. I know. I lost you on Twitter. It's like we were on, oh. the, you know, and then you were gone. And I was like, well, did she get out of the business? I don't know. And then it popped back up. So thankfully. I, to- I took some time off. Um, but then when I came back, I lost it. And then I lost it again. I think in one day I lost three accounts. Oh. Um, it, every time I went to sign in, it was like, you're gone. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So be patient. If you can't find me, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm shadow banned at this point. But um, but I, I always you're say if you're shadow, shadow banned, you're, banned. If you're shadow banned, you're doing something right. So like, <laughs> that's right. I'm like, apparently I, I'm on the watch list. So I'm doing something right. So there you um, go. There but you go. Instagram, I'm, I'm just very careful on. I'm very cautious. Um, mm-hmm. I don't post anything on Instagram that yeah. I wouldn't want like my family to see. So right. um, I'm very, very uh, limited on what I do on Instagram. TikTok yeah. I'm working on. I love, I love the concept of it. I <laughs> I, I get these creative ideas and I don't know how to like really execute them. So be patient. TikTok is, is a work in progress. And really, I like 2023, I want to shoot. I want to work. I want to deliver for my fans and my followers. And I want to win an award. So uh, that's where I'm I coming. think you're going to do all of those things. Thanks. You're very driven. Thank you. Thank you. So as we wrap up the show, um, I like to ask my guest to give me or give our viewers a granny panty tip of the week. And it can be a tip about anything. Maybe it's about entering the industry as a mature creator. Maybe it's a beauty tip. Maybe it's a how to stay horny. What's your best <laughs> tip my that best you want to give our viewers? My best tip is skincare. I thought I was taking care of my skin up until like recently. And then you get into this industry and you're realizing that makeup can only do so much. And um, so if I had done anything differently and what I'm teaching, you know, younger people that are around me is just take care of your skin, wear sunscreen, wear a hat. Chapstick is in every pocket of, I think I've washed more chapsticks than I dared. (laughs) I care to mention but chapstick is huge because your lips wrinkle just like everything else and they go uncovered. You know, you can't cover them with a hat. Protect your eyes. You know, sunglasses are huge for around your eyes and just take care of it. Find a moisturizer. Uh, one of the things that I've actually come to to learn, which was it, it was backwards to me. And I was like, how do you do this? But you can't do too much. So I after a big shoot or after like a long weekend like this one, tonight I'm going to wash my face and I'll do straight vitamin E oil. I get it at Trader Joe's or Wegmans, Whole Foods. I'll just use like a cake of vitamin E oil and your skin just soaks it up like a sponge and it's glowing. And the next day there's no oily residue. I put it on my neck. I put it on my legs. Anything that just needs that little bit of a boost. It's like a it's like a hydro flask for your skin. It's just amazing. And drink lots and lots and lots of water. I carry my hydro flask everywhere. A lot of the podcasts that I'm on, you'll see my teal hydro flask right next to me. <laughs> exactly. Because, t- I mean, and that goes for a multitude of things, right? It's great for your body. It's great for water retention as, an, as a mature performer, mm-hmm. you know. 
we hold weight differently. You know, I, if I stay up till 3 a.m., my face is going to look a lot different than the 20 year old that I was with this weekend. So hydration, lots of and that. And the, lastly, one more tip is don't be afraid of sleep. In my 20s and my 30s, I felt like I was a superhuman or a su- it was my superpower to be able to stay up till one o'clock and clean and make sure that everything in the house was meticulous and make sure that everything was in order. But I would go to bed at two and up at six and I was exhausted and it showed in my skin and it showed in my life and it showed everywhere. Now when I'm tired, I go to bed. If you need a nap, take a nap because it's your body's way of saying time out. You need something and just listen to your body. So I think those amazing. are all great tips. Thanks. Thanks. This has been a blast. I know for me, Thank you so 2023 much. 2023 is about more about self-care because mm-hmm. I think, you know, as creators, we, and I'm sure you probably went through this too. You just get so focused that you don't think about anything else, but no. you're right. It'll catch up with you. It does. It does. Take that day where you, you know, don't wear makeup and I don't, and, and people don't realize this. If I'm not on the camera, I don't wear makeup. Like I, 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 I let my skin breathe because I feel like then when I do wear it, it shows differently. It's going to wear differently and it's not going, my face isn't going to feel so tired. So I don't wear makeup most of the week. So it's pretty cool. I love it. I look very different than I do right now. Thank you so much for making the time to come on the show. I was excited to catch up with you and see what you've been doing this last year. I was really excited when she asked if I would do this. So I'm really, it's been super fun to do this with you too. So thank you so much for having me. And hopefully maybe we'll see each other this year. Definitely. Are you going to all the shows? Um, I'll be at Xbiz Miami for sure. I don't know about Exoticas. It kind of depends. You know, I just. Cool. We'll see. We'll see. Awesome. Like I said, when I'm traveling, I don't make money. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And it's hard to get back into the groove when you come back from the travel. So. It is. It is. It's, but it's hard. So I will list your uh, social medias. Um, do you have a website currently where people can find you? Nope, just everything's on Instagram at SFW. Twitter is GG uh, as seen on TV, and Chatterbait is my GGDior. Perfect. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are so welcome, and good luck. Slay all those goals this year. Thank you. You too.